So being the last Sunday of the month, what we'd like to do is to review what the Lord and how the Lord has dealt with us in this last year. And what word or how did he express the manifestation of his presence among us? You see, every church has a story. You might want to call it history, but every individual in here has a story. Everyone needs a story. Now, some of y'all's stories are a little boring, okay? Some of them are a little made up. Uh, <laughs> but we want to be accurate because the more accurate you are to what your story is. You see, you know what a story is? The Bible calls it your testimony. Do you have a good testimony or a bad testimony? And from your story, you can see your attitude, you can see what has gone on, what, what you've accomplished in your life. So today, we're, I'm going to tell some of y'all's story that's connected with the church. And from that, we're going to be able to take a look at what lies ahead. Because if the, the Lord has done this and dealt with us in this way last year, we can expect that this is how he's going to deal with us. And I want you to know that as I'm speaking to you, as a church family, a community, this also, you need, need to reflect on how he's dealt with you because he is building a story in you. This is your testimony. And it's, the Bible says from your test, it's your testimony, what you speak out loud and the blood that Jesus sacrificed for us, we overcome. We overcome it. We overcome it all. Even if it's a matter of walking through it, guess what? When you walk through something, you overcame it. It's not just walking around it, but you overcame it. And I can't explain why God works this way right, right here and changes it up a little bit. He's helping me write the story. So, and there it is. One of the things is... Uh, the pastors were looking at how God has dealt with the different things in our church. And we came up with, you know what he's done and know what he's doing and we're expecting. So we're going to fast to continue the story, the 21-day fast. We're going to continue the story believing that he's going to give us some more words for this expanding. Hallelujah. To be expanding. And so I, I, I took a look at that word. And uh, all the scriptures about, you know, moving your cornerstone, you know, strengthening this, you know, moving your boundaries out. And the word comes back expanding. He wants us to expand. Now, I have been expanding since Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just in case you're going, you know, I can see that boy expanded. No, we're not talking about my waistline. Okay. We're talking about God wants to expand our minds to what he's doing. Expand our minds to what he wants us to do. Expand our minds in all areas of our life. He's expanding. And that is how he has been from the very beginning. Do you know, God created everything in six days. If that's six million years, six, I don't know. Because one day in heaven is a thousand years. So I don't know. I don't know. He, he made all this before there was a tape measure. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> he didn't make a tape measure yet, but he's calling us a day. What's a day? I don't know. He hadn't made that tape measure yet. He's just separating light from, and you know, we had the play, which did that. So he, in, in 
in developing all this, we all think, and this is how God is. This is just a precursor, uh, uh, the, 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 the baseline. God created the heavens and the earth and everything in six days, right? But in that creation, guess what? It doesn't stop expanding. The universe is still growing. It's still growing. Though, yes, I can point to, in Scripture, he did this in six days and he rested on the seventh. But within God's creation and when he rests, what he does continues to expand. Has God touched you? Has he saved you? And you know what? A lot of people treat that just like they think of, oh, well, he's created the heavens and earth and it's all stopped. No. What he creates, he expects it to expand. And continue. And, and too many people think, I got saved, I'm good, I'm coasting. Got my fire insurance, so just in case I die, I don't go to that fire. You know, I get to go to heaven. No. Though that may be true, you're not making a story. You're coasting. And God says, in just about everything he does, says, I call you to expand. Oh, yeah, I touched you this one time. I came into your life this time. You accepted this work this one time. Now expand. You're free to expand. Wow. And that is how God has dealt with this. So in our story, in every good story, you've got the who, what, and why. Well, this is the who, what, and why that we have here. Let's start with the story. You know, as a church... Who? Who's our target audience? Now, this is, a, this is kind of a rah-rah, okay, the first part of this message. As we go over, now, we, we are targeting and we pull this into what we call our base, business, arts, social, and education. That's how we want to touch. And some of you have been touched through the business end of it. Some of you have been touched the arts. We just did the arts thing you know, for the Christmas play, even in the band. And let me tell you, whenever we started making this list, I was telling Dr. Crystal, I go, here's a bad thing about list. It's not who we're putting on there. It's who we forgot to put on there. So right now, let me apologize for not putting you on here. Doesn't mean you're not important to us. But let's take a look at the, the, ba- uh, the base. First, starting with business. Now, if this excites you, cheer. If it's touched you, Cheer, go hoo-hoo, and you go, hey, yeah, that's me. All right, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. How many times have you ever heard a pastor say, be quiet? They're always going, come on, come on. All right, now, wait. This is what's happened this year. Here's how we've expanded. Land purchase. The lovely project. Oh, well, let's see if we keep going. Fundraising. (laughs) All right. All right, our different partnerships, bringing the bishop in, different men around the, the city. Yay! How about uh, Pastor and Grace Ryan? Yay! The children's church, that's all business. That's business. Let's go on. The arts performances. School of music. <laughs> uh, hey, Pete's new album. <laughs> creative teams come on creative teams hey Nathan's on that boy Nate did all this wow and the dance studio alright we're going on alright social how about the youth Wednesday nights small groups 
Supper Club, the expanding group. <laughs> Come on, education, Northwest U. Encounters. And you know what didn't make it up there was Dr. Linda Weekly became a doctor this time. Yeah. We have been expanding in all these different areas. It, it's I love preaching, but I hate the night before because the Lord wakes me up and tells me all these things that in my wisdom didn't even think of. And I woke up last night and it was all about, it was organic. You know, you get an idea here and you get an idea here. And for years and years, you know, we always like, let's look at the, let's look at these churches who are successful. And we try to take their ideas and, you know, and it helped and it did this and it did that. And we still do that. But it's not until it becomes an organic thing in you. It becomes yours. Like in small groups, Casey, Casey Stagg, this is his life. I mean, he, it's organic. In uh, the worship, for the worship team, and my son, it, it, this, it has just organically become theirs. They have taken ownership of it. You know, it's not like, you know, the pastor standing up there, you know, trying to make his point. You know, these aren't my words. These are words of men who know what they're talking about. You know, it's like... <laughs> Until, until you take ownership of it. And the Lord told me, he goes, you know what? He goes, we have a team who has taken ownership and, and uh, invested in it. It's made it their own. It's made it their own. And it just feels right. And when it's, when it's yours, it's easy to expand. When it belongs to someone else, it's almost like the guy who buried the master's money. Because it, it was his master's money. But the other two faithful servants, when it was given to them, it was their money and they were charged with making it grow, making it expand, and they were blessed. And the person who protected their master's money, and you know what? When God gives us a vision, it's your vision. It's your passion. Oh, well, I heard it from this book I read. And and as long as it is from that, it will benefit you as knowledge, as some insight. But it's not until it's yours. You know, when I married my wife, I didn't take home her parents' daughter. I took home my wife. Something changed immediately. And it felt different. I took charge of it. And there's, because I run across people who go home with the daughter of the parents, and they never become the man. Even with the women. They don't take charge of their home. It's been given to them. They don't take charge of their husband. <laughs> yeah. I, I was coming in there and someone passed me going, Crystal dressed you today. I said, she dressed me. She buys it all. <laughs> you know, it's like, I go, I said, you know, if I stood up here with my plaid pants on and plaid shirt, <clears throat> which is absolutely capable if I dress myself, I'm just thinking, well, the red and blue matches the red and blue. Um, do you know what every one of you women would say? You'd say, doesn't that man have a, doesn't that man have a wife? Because <laughs> it's the one woman who takes charge to tell me how bad I look or, or where I've done something. Come on, ladies, or come on, men. As the one person in your life that's going to tell you the truth, right? 
It meant that, that doesn't work. So Crystal and I have a deal. She, she goes, oh, those pants don't go with those shoes. I go, okay, here's the deal. You get one change, so make the choice really good. I'll change once. And she's going, okay, let me know. Boy, this is going to be tough. <laughs> it's like, that's the trade-off. Well, we are to take charge of it in your life. Own it. And it's new. It becomes a passion. So let's move to the what is the missions. This is how we do it. And if you notice the gather, grow, and go, I'm going to add some words to it uh, just to help explain it. This is what we do that we're, ex- we're believing in expansion. And the gather, small groups. We do this in small groups and, and classes, uh, the Northwest U, Sunday services and events that we do. This is all the stuff. And here's what we call this. We call this the connecting. This is how you get connected. I, I, I've, I've visited with people, talked with people on Sunday morning. They go, I just don't feel connected. I go, do you small group? No, I can't do that. But I just don't feel connected. I said, well, did you go to the Northwest education classes? which I'm thinking I want to do adulting classes for some of our millennials. How many want to, let's just have an adulting class, you know. That's how you connect. No, I can't do that. I, I'm too busy after. And I go through all the lists of things we do. Okay, small groups, classes, Sunday morning services, events, and you can't do them, you can't get connected. You just can't. What's a small group? Two of you go to coffee once a week. And connect. It's not difficult. But that when we say gather, we're not just saying Sunday morning, we're saying every aspect of it. To gather together, to get with like people and people who aren't like you and connect. That's <clears throat> we move on to grow. And really, in a big sense, this is where I believe next year we're going to, the grow part. Because we've been doing the gathering. We're, we've been learning the shape, cutting in and cutting things out. But here's where we grow. We are to grow in our faith, our freedom, relationships, and resources. And this is what we call the expanding. Because, you know what? God wants you to go, I have freedom to do this. Yes. That's expanding. Getting rid of the, you know, don't touch, don't taste, don't have fun. God said, I want you to live to the full. To the full. Now, living to the full sometimes is a restraint from getting in trouble. You know how much fun stuff is until you get caught? And you go, I wish I never did that. Going, fun gone. It was so much fun until we got caught. Expanding your mind, ex- learning what freedom we have, learning what restraints we have so that we have freedom and you're not always worried that someone's going to catch you. What fun is it if someone's always going to catch you? Like, I'm having fun over here. <laughs> you go home, you're going, I wonder if they know. That's not fun. That's not living to the full. Relationships. Do you know, God. God wants to say, you are not restricted in your marriage. You've been married out of 42 years. He wants us to expand. 
you know, you know but, you know, I, my parents, they weren't really happy. They just stayed together, and we're just going to do that. It's just for the kids' sake, and, you know, what am I going to do? You know, expand. The Lord wants to expand you. If you're one year married, if you're 40-some years married, are you expanding? You have the mind of Christ is what happened when you asked the Lord. The mind of Christ. You know Edison is not smarter than Jesus Christ. The mind of Christ has been placed in me. Guess what I'm to do? And everything I do to expand. To expand, to find the fullness I can in this. And we do that. And the growth is, is the expanding part um, in, in our faith. And then there's the go. There's the passion. You know, once it becomes, you know, you've taken these things that you've experienced, the connecting, the expanding, and you make it your own. This, this is when it becomes you, and it can go even further. The passion, the boldness of spirit, evangelism, because you've connected with the right people, you've expanded your mind, and you know what this is? This is you do it. Now, you, whenever you see in the scriptures where it says, you know, that, you know, we're, we're to go to Samaria and Judea, you know, and other parts of the world. What's the other parts of your world? You know, we think, what's the other parts of the world? You know, if I were to ask Pat, Pat, what's the other parts of the world? Ocala, this is as far as I go, you know, then take it there. What it's saying is what you have experienced and has become organic in you, now you do it. How did you get connected with church? How did you go and grow to the, was it because you took a, a class that you take Northwest? Well, guess what? Take that ability that you learned and go to Linda, Dr. Linda, and say, how can I take what I do and I want to offer to you as a class? I want to do to others what has been done to me. That's the go. That's the go. Don't wait for us to call and say, uh, we have a calling for you to be a shepherd in Bolivia. Um, we're not going to do that. I want to know where, where your outermost world is, and I want you to take it. And it's not a burden because it is now organic, and you've expanded your mind, and you know you have. God has done this in you, and now it's your turn to do what's been done to you. Actually, it's in Thessalonians. It tells us, it says, listen, once God has set you free, take that and repeat it for others. What God has done for you. Take your story. Yeah, you got a story. I love stories. I tell stories. I have a nephew in Hong Kong who tells his kids Uncle Mark stories. Because they lived with, we lived with them for a while. He says, the kid's going, tell us an Uncle Mark story. That's our favorite time because Uncle Mark has all these stories. Unfortunately, it's usually Uncle Mark who broke this or got stuck there. Or <laughs> They're true stories. Uh, we changed a few names. Well, we changed one name, Mark. Uh, <laughs> you have a story. God wants you to have this testimony. Is it expanding? Well, it's time for you to do it. And like I said, the fear is taken away because it's your story. It's your story. How much fun. And the why, that we have this vision. And here's the vision, and here's the vision 
from what we've seen last year and what's this year. Hosea, which I love the book Hosea. It's a story. But in Hosea, my people are ruined for the lack of expanding. If you grow in knowledge, what are you doing? What's your brain doing? It's expanding. He says, listen, you know, they're ruined. Do you know your marriage is ruined if you stop expanding in it? Good child rearing is you're like, hey, I'm the best. Well, actually, I was the worst of the two-year-olds. I can't spank it. It's a baby. Uh, so my wife took over that. But as soon as he got older, he got my job. I had, I had to expand my mind. But the way I raise a two-year-old is not the way you raise a six-year-old. I had to keep expanding. The way I raise a six-year-old is not the way I want to raise a 10-year-old. I had to keep expanding. And there's some people who have to keep control of that child. And it's a wonderful experience until they're the age of 11. And then they reject that strong hand on their back. Because you didn't keep growing on how to raise a growing child. You didn't keep... Is that speak? Huh? Absolutely. I've seen such great parents end up so poorly because they didn't let go. They didn't expand on how to raise a coming adult. Wow. You can't stop expanding. And and, and the Bible tells us, look, because my people are ruined because they stop expanding their knowledge. Proverbs, without a vision, you know what? A vision, without a goal, without something I need to reach for, which is expansion. The people lose restraint, but happy is the one who follows instruction. You know, for you to follow instruction is to expand also. Because some of the instructions you get doesn't make sense. Some of the things I read in the Bible tells me I need to do doesn't make sense. I have to expand because I'm relying on what I have learned in the past, and I am, I am rejecting, expanding to new places and new knowledge. Wow. This is, this is what the Lord is telling us individually and as a church. God is just completely about growth. So let me, let me ask a question. God has this, and, and I have heard prosperity gospel, and if you believe in prosperity gospel, God bless you. Let it show up in your tithe to this church. I believe in a positive gospel. And I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, if they have a greater truth than I do, God bless them. But God does speak of Expanding. You remember, in Hebrews chapter 3, the New Testament, uh, Hebrews is referring back to the Israelites in the Old Testament who left left Egypt to go to a land where God promised them, the promised land. And it says that God was so mad at them for 40 years, he was so mad at them that he didn't let them go to the promised land. They walked around the desert for 40 years. So let me ask this question. Now, the nice thing in Isaiah 54, it says he'll never be mad with us like that again. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Who? Because I have done some unbelieving things before. 
But boy, the Jews, they got it all. The question is, did God, oh, dear Jesus, I just got how much time I got left. Lord, turn the sun back. Did, did, was God mad at the Jews because they wanted more than he was promising them? Or was he this mad at them because they didn't believe in what he wanted to give them? I want more. Expand me. Don't give me what, don't give me some crazy thing, but expand with what he's already done in me. So I got to know my story. What has he done in you? He's expanding that story. Isaiah 54, it says, enlarge or expand the place of your tent. What's your tent? Stretch your tent curtain wide. Do not hold back. Let me just say that to somebody right now. That's a word from the Lord. Stop holding back. Stop holding back and you know who you are. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. I want to move to this real quickly. Expanding. We're going to expand a church for generations. And when I say generations, is that this generation is believing for that generation. This generation says, you know what? You young people, you need our, you, you need our, 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 our mind. You need our protection. You need our instruction. You need our experience. You know what? We need your strength. That's what the Bible says. Young, you're strong. I need to rely on you that you can complete things that I used to do. This is our community. This is our community we're creating. You know, we have different traditions. You know, uh, we have d different education. We have different ages. But what makes a community is a, all of these different people agreeing on this thing, on this work. I want to expand to hope. It's hope for generations. See, in, in, in this hope, you've got to have an optimistic state of mind. We've got to stop that negative talk. You can't do it. You can't do it. That's not what the Bible tells us. It's it, the expectation of something good is going to happen. I don't know how, but somewhere down here, there is a hope. And that only comes when you have a community that you grow this hope. And we're going to expand on this. The next is expanding a purpose. This is the reason you exist. You need to know why you exist. The 11 essentials for healthiness is all in just these four things that we're going to mention. You need to know why you're here, and you are here for a purpose. You may not understand it. You may not have, be able to verbalize it, but you have a purpose, and you need to discover it through community, through positive words, through hope. To have purpose, and next is a family for generations. And I like this because there's a spirit of adoption on this on our family here. It says people who share common attitudes, interests, and this is generations, old, young, or goals, frequency live together. And you know, this is why you can be an adopted into a family. I, Ruth is my family. She does not have my DNA, but she's as much as my family as any of my family. And she lives in Scotland. And a number of you I consider 
my close family. And many of you have adopted other people in this church to be in family. It, it, it's, it's what unites us. Well, I'm going to save that. I'm asked, my sister-in-law, um, to come give her testimony. Something recently happened. And this is, is to help us to expand our minds. This is uh, April McDonald. Give her a hand. Hi, family. Um, most of you probably know about four years ago, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, which is normally um, an easy one to treat. Um, unfortunately, mine had already left the capsule of the thyroid, and it was in the blood vessels around it. So it was a little bit more difficult. Um, and um, it came back a couple years later in my lymph nodes. So they removed all the lymph nodes, and I did radioactive iodine treatment, which is normally um, standard of care. Unfortunately, it didn't work for me. Uh, so we also did um, an external beam radiation, which was difficult. And I'm not sure quite sure what did what, but um, I did make it through that. Um, but so since then, I've been monitored every three months. And a few months ago, about six months ago, I had my normal ultrasound, and they found another one on the other side. But unfortunately, it was right behind my carotid artery. So they decided to wait. So we had that result. Then three months later, uh, we did another one, and it had grown. And this time, it was big enough to biopsy. So they took a biopsy. The doctor was already pretty sure of what he saw. He said, you know, I do this all day. Looks like it's, it's cancer. So they sent it off. He did two sticks, actually, more than, uh, you know, he did a second. Um, that came back as benign. So he knew I would have to have surgery. He'd already told me I would have to have surgery, which I was really surprised he could tell just by looking. But So we had a confirmed result. So they scheduled me for surgery. In the meantime, medicine had already done everything that it could do for me. We believe in medicine, and we, we do what the doctor recommends as much as possible. Um, and so I had done everything they had told me to do. And it had come back for the, this is the third time now. So um, I thought, I'm going to hit this with some everything available to me and my church family here. So I went to the healing team. My daughter's cell group prayed for me regularly. They've been doing that for years, but it, they're just so faithful. And most of them I don't know personally that well, but they love my daughter, and so therefore they love me. I went to the healing team. There's a group of ladies who pray. Miss Donette, thank you so much, Miss Donette. She has faithfully prayed for me, my cell, uh, excuse me, my small group. And so I also, I remembered the scripture where it says, call together the elders um, and have them pray for you. So in my family, they just happen to be the, uh, most of the elders of the church. Uh, we had a family night, and they prayed for me. And it was the littlest one, uh, a new believer in our family. All of them were part of it. And there was such an agreement. I, I felt it. I, I, it's not a feeling. We know that. But I'm telling you, I felt it. It was just something is different. So three days uh, later, I had my surgery, and the PA called me. It's only been three weeks. I am remarkably well. Um, I have been almost since right after. Then when the surgeon came to visit me, she said, I didn't really see that much because I took it all out. You don't want lymph nodes hanging around if that's an issue for you. So she took them all. But she said, I didn't really see that much. It was, you know, quick surgery. Afterwards, uh, the PA called me in to see her follow-up. 
and she was really nervous. I'm like, what is going on? At the time, they weren't sure if I was going to have to do radiation again or what they were going to do with me because it really nothing had worked at this point. So she said, Miss McDonald, I, I don't really know what to tell you. I said, what do you mean? She said, the biopsies that we sent off, the same lymph nodes that had already been biopsied after the surgery, they all came back as negative. There was no cancer found. And immediately, I just started to giggle to myself because I knew. I didn't wonder. I knew. And so I said, well, I think I know what might have happened. So I told her. I gave my testimony. Of course, you know, she's a scientist, so she's just looking at me. She didn't mock me, but she just looked at me. They were so concerned, couldn't figure it out, that they wanted to do an ultrasound to see if it was still there. Like somehow this Johns Hopkins board-certified uh, specialist in this who does this all day long somehow missed the one thing she went in there to get. Well, had the ultrasound. Uh, the uh, radiologist came in and showed. My sister was there with me. I have a witness. Um, and he said, this is where it was. It is no longer there. And here's the bruising even where it was. And that, the biopsy came back as negative. So they're all stumbling over themselves trying to figure out what to tell me. But they don't need to tell me anything because I already know. So I wanted to thank you. And I also wanted to say that the scripture says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that includes healing. And sometimes it feels like, is that true? You know, the enemy would say to us, is that really true? But I'm here to stand and testify that it is true. And I think in this 2019, he wants to expand the healings that he's done. Strangely, right before I found out about this, I was talking to God and I'm like, God, I know you heal. Why aren't there more physical evidences of that growth. There's a test that says you had it, and then a test that says you don't anymore. I now have a biopsy that is positive. By the way, they sent both those biopsies back for review, and both results stood. The positive uh, first test, and then the negative after the prayer that I had. So I just wanted to tell you to not give up if you're praying for something difficult. Um, don't give up. And in 2019, I want to see healings increase for the healing team, for our church. They already have been, but I want to see some miraculous things that cannot be refuted. In my mind, this cannot be refuted by science or anyone else because I was there. So.